0: Who let
1: Gen X off the hook? Why aren't we talking shit about those guys?
0: Because, sir, uh, we will fuck you up. We fought in real life, not on the internet. We are the last generation of feral children. We didn't have safe spaces. We didn't have trigger warnings. No one was allergic to fucking gluten. We mind our own business. We are older than Google. We are not the bigger person. Leave us alone.
2: You and I have the courage to tell our elected officials that we want our national policy based on what we know in our hearts is morally right.
1: Uh, that's your answer right there, isn't it? (laughs) Ha ha ha. Yep, that's precisely why you don't get into Gen X.
0: Because, sir, uh, we will fuck you up.
1: Welcome to the Last Stand podcast. Uh, Welcome back to the bastion of hope that is the First Amendment and the free exercise thereof. Backed up by the often attacked but unmistakable fact that is the Second Amendment. A warning to uh, all you newbies out there. Uh, The views and opinions expressed by yours truly uh, are unapologetically abrasive, unapologetically accurate, and has been found in the state of California to cause committed commies and social justice idiots to lose their minds. So buckle up and hold on to your butts, because liberty can be a rough and rocky journey, folks. But the destination is always worth the ride. I'm your less than humble host, Wild Bill of the Wild Bill fame. (laughs) Let's dance. Well, how the hell are you, folks? Welcome back to another awe inspiring episode of the last stand podcast. Uh, it's good to be back, uh, back in the chair for yet another episode, uh, of the last stand with wild bill, right? Right. Welcome back folks. Uh, speaking of episodes, uh, last episode, veteran shooters, and, and Donald Trump, episode 23. Uh, that episode was wildly successful folks. Um, It's amazing. You know, I I talk to people mainly through the book of face and um, I got to hear from a lot of you uh, that didn't know that veterans benefits were routinely in jeopardy by virtue of uh, a government agency's suggestion to reduce a national debt, a national debt that was incurred because the government doesn't know how to balance a friggin' checkbook. All right. They had no idea that this, that these, you know, disabled veterans benefits could be in, in, in danger of being cut. And, and now they know you're welcome citizen. Um, <laughs> and speaking of citizens, uh, I want you to know that, um, that after that episode and after talking with more than a few of you, uh, uh I, I got to talk about why I do three hours instead of just one. Uh, there's quite a few people that say, you know, said, look, we love what you're doing. We love how you do it. Um, but damn, could, could you shorten it to one hour? And I'm like, you know, (laughs) I, I feel like I'm not winning here. Um, I do this thing once a month. Okay. Uh, and there's so much that goes on in the world and in this country, uh, so much to talk about so much to explore. And, you know, one hour doesn't really cut it, all right? Um, that's why I do three, right? And I try to do two or three subjects in that three-hour show, right? I, I, I try to talk about more than one subject, all right? Uh, however, after talking with uh, more than a few of you, uh, after much reflection and input, I have decided to meet you halfway, all right? Starting with this episode, I'm going to shorten... Uh, episodes from time to time to about an hour and a half, all right? Uh, there's still going to be some longer episodes. Um, <laughs> that's not going away, all right? Because, it, like I said, there's just so much to talk about sometimes. Uh, but uh, but I'm going to shorten this one, and uh, I'll shorten other ones, you know, from time to time. And that's going to prove to be a challenge, I know, uh, because for one, I talk a lot, right? Uh, anybody that's been listening to the show for a while... Uh, you know this right uh for two i'm gonna have to you know kind of pick and choose what i talk about in that hour um and and like i said there's you know pick them right uh there's a lot of them out there there's a lot of things to talk about and um I'm, i'm just gonna have to choose which one i talk about for an hour right that'll be a challenge so uh but but you know like i said uh, after talking with a few of you I was like, all right okay all right god damn it all right um uh, i'll uh i'll shorten it i'll shorten some of these episodes down so we'll see how that works out and uh see if that changes anything so uh again you're welcome citizen um it's memorial day weekend folks and uh, we're going to talk about a little bit about that here in a minute uh but um Since this is going to be a shorter episode, uh, I first wanted to congratulate you, the American people, for standing up for principle and decency and morality in this country. I wanted to congratulate you and thank you for taking a stand against the vocal and deranged minority in this country. What am I talking about here? I'm talking about Bud Light and the Dylan Mulvaney thing and uh, the whole transgender movement that these corporate giants like Anheuser-Busch seem to have taken up and, uh, you know, seem to want to shove down our throats. Okay. You told them where to shove this transgender movement. Okay. And you moved on to other companies that, that don't shove that sort of thing, you know, down the throats of consumers and the American people. And it didn't stop with Anheuser-Busch either. And we're going to talk a little bit about that because, Uh, There's been a a, a few more companies out there that have decided to do what Anheuser-Busch did, right? And um, uh, people are starting to stand up against it. And boycotts are happening all across the country over this whole issue, right? Uh, You know, like I said in my last episode uh, and in previous episodes where we talk about stuff like this, uh, people have had enough of this shit, right? Um, You know, for far too long, we've been pressured and forced, you know, into accepting the ever increasing demands of the LBGTQ hashtag symbol for pie, fruit salad, long division sign, my little pony community for a long time, right? Uh, We have sort of been bullied into accepting that that lifestyle uh, exists and that it's going to infiltrate uh, every corner of our lives, right? Uh, we had to accept the lifestyles and their public displays of their lifestyles, right? We had to accept their redefinition of traditional marriage and their lies about, you know, being born this way uh, to justify the way they choose to live, right? Uh, we've had to endure this in our communities, on social media, in public, and in our schools, right? And people had finally had enough of this shit. Uh, And, you know, the people started to make it known that they didn't support these movements and that they weren't going to support the corporations and businesses that supported these movements, like the transgender movement. And so, you know, they initiated boycotts against these corporations. And I have to admit, uh, with regard to Bud Light and and the ones that followed after Bud Light in particular, you know, I wasn't sure that it was going to take off but take off it did uh and i was pleasantly surprised that this boycott took off the way that it did you know as you know uh if you listen to my previous episodes i've always advocated for the people's right to withdraw their support from any company any business or corporation or any individual that supports movements that are adverse to american virtue and principles of unmitigated truth i've encouraged people in my town uh, and encouraged others in other towns and cities across the country to engage in in essentially what are boycotts of these businesses until these businesses and individuals that run them change their tune and realign their principles. And here in this town, uh, in the town that I live in, I believe that people were a factor in at least one business closing its doors because the people weren't going to you know go to a business. Uh, that, you know, would hold drag queen shows with kids. You know, they weren't going to go to an establishment here in town that had drag queen anything here. You know what I mean? Uh, It's not what they want this town to be known for. And, And they understand what this transgender movement is doing in the country, not just in this town. And today, on a national scale, the righteous, conservative, Christian-based values of the American people has won the day, and the resistance continues against, you know, not just Bud Light, uh, Anheuser Busch, but against Target, North Face, uh, Crest, right, Nike, all right, and others, right. And I don't, I don't think we've seen the end of it. But, but, but this this boycott and this really this movement against the transgender movement really got started. Uh, when Anheuser Bush decided to partner with Dylan Mulvaney, this is a man who became a transgender woman, and Anheuser Bush had decided to put Mulvaney's face on cans of Bud Light as Mulvaney celebrated what he called Day 365 of girlhood. Now, wh- who's Dylan Mulvaney? All right, if you if you if you haven't been paying attention, if you've been you know living under a rock for the past few months, all right. Uh, you may be wondering who Dylan Mulvaney is. Well, Wikipedia <laughs> Wikipedia tells it like this: Dylan Dylan Mulvaney, who was born uh, December 29th in 1996, is an American actress, a comedian, and TikTok personality. Mulvaney is known for detailing her gender transition in daily videos on TikTok since early 2022. In October 2022, Mulvaney spoke with U.S. President Joe Biden at the White House about transgender rights. Now, let's be clear and truthful here, all right? Since Wikipedia seems to want to uh, indulge in the lie, okay? Dylan Mulvaney is a man who is pretending to be a girl, all right? Let, let's be honest here. A man pretending to be a girl is fucking creepy, and it's insane. Okay. <clears throat> but that's what's going on here. All right. So, so Mulvaney came out as a trans woman during the COVID-19 pandemic. Okay. He was living with his family uh, at, his home, at, at his childhood home in San Diego. And uh, he began to document his gender transition in a daily series of videos published on TikTok titled Days of Girlhood. Uh, this began in March of 2022. Uh, his videos began to gain in popularity. All right. And um, in an interview, he's quoted as saying, uh, when the pandemic hit, I was doing the Broadway musical Book of Mormon. I found myself jobless and without the creative means to do what I love to do. I downloaded TikTok, assuming it was a kid's app. Assuming it was a kid's app. This is, this is, a, this is a grown man who was downloading an app that he thought was a kid's app. Why would a grown man do that? He continued, Once I came out as a woman, I made this day one of being a girl. And it blew up. I really don't know another place online like TikTok that can make a creator grow at the rate that it does. Some of these other apps really celebrate perfection and over-editing and flawlessness. I think with TikTok specifically, people love the rawness of it all. They, they, They just love people talking to the camera. Yeah, he was talking into a camera using an app that he thought was just a kid's app. Why would a grown man download an app that he would think was just a kid's app, a children's app? This is, ooh, I'm telling you, folks, think about it. So anyway, Mulvaney's posting TikTok videos of himself uh, pretending to be a girl. And uh, I got to be honest, folks, I've seen a couple of these, uh, a couple of clips from these videos, and they're just awful. Okay? They're extremely creepy. All right? This guy is, he's just creepy as fuck. All right. He's pretending to be a girl, not a woman, mind you, but a girl. And of course, in this age of accepting and promoting these subversive lifestyles and considering the state of our culture these days, these videos became popular. All right. Like millions of views. All right. Uh, Dylan Mulvaney had become what they call an influencer. Okay. Uh, well, somewhere around the end of the first year. All right, close to the first year of Dylan Mulvaney's days of girlhood, Anheuser-Busch, InBev, decided to change up their marketing strategy in order to reinvigorate the declining brand of Bud Light. Alyssa Heinerscheid, uh, who is the vice president of marketing for Bud Light and apparently a watcher of Dylan Mulvaney videos, explained what she called a clear mandate to attract new customers to Bud Light and what that meant to her and her decision to put Mulvaney's face on a can of beer.
0: I'm a businesswoman. Mm -hmm. I had a really clear job to do when I took over Bud Light. And it was, this brand is in decline. It's been in decline for a really long time. And if we do not attract young drinkers to come and drink this brand, there will be no future for Bud Light. So I had this super clear mandate. It's like Mm -hmm. we need to evolve and elevate this incredibly iconic brand. And my what I brought to that was a belief in, okay, what is what do, what does evolve and elevate mean? It means inclusivity. It means shifting the tone. It means having a campaign that's truly inclusive and feels lighter and brighter and different and appeals to women and to men mm-hmm. And representation is at sort of the heart of evolution. You've got to see people who reflect you, In the work, and we had this hangover. I mean, Bud Light had been kind of a brand of fratty, kind of out of touch humor, and it was really important (laughs) that we had another approach.
1: Well, as you know, this approach meant ditching the existing Bud Light drinker, uh, who she describes as fratty and out of touch, uh, and she decided to elevate a man pretending to be a girl, uh, you know, elevating the transgender movement. Uh, And celebrating day 365 of girlhood by putting this dude's face on a can of Bud Light. And as you know, that turned out to be the biggest mistake that the company could ever make. And let's be honest here. She wasn't the only one who endorsed this move, okay? You can't convince me that the rest of the leadership at InBev, Anheuser-Busch, didn't know what she was about to do. You know? You know? And let me say once again, uh, irony can be so ironic at times. Since Heiner Scheid herself was a part of that fratty culture that she seems to snub these days as photos that appeared online has proven. But she made the move and the rest of the company knew damn well what she was doing. All right. They were going to get in on this Mulvaney thing and this TikTok thing, and make money off of what they perceived as a movement that was popular with the people. It was either that, or they supported the trans movement uh, already and really didn't care about their customer base. Okay? Uh, I believe it was both. Okay? They believed that people would continue to buy their shit beer and buy their bullshit. All right? And boy, were they wrong. When the cans with Mulvaney's face debuted, millions of Bud Light drinkers were like, What the fuck? Hell no. You know? And after all that the people have been enduring with this trans movement and what it's doing, the people said, that's it. We're done with it. You know? We just took Aunt Jemima off a bottle of syrup. We took an uh, an Indian woman off of butter. We took Uncle Ben off of rice. And now you're going to perpetuate a lie and put a fake-ass woman, who's really a man, on my beer. Oh hell no. And so the people began the boycott of Bud Light and Anheuser Busch. Way to go, Anheuser Busch. What the fuck
2: were you thinking? Real American heroes. Today we salute you, Mr. Budweiser Head of Marketing Guy. Only you could take a beer and make it queer. Oh, no. Twenty years of amazing ad campaigns. And this is where we end up.
3: Not gonna buy it.
1: What the fuck were you thinking? Yeah. What were they thinking? Um, <laughs> since the end of March, uh, uh, Anheuser-Busch uh, and Bud Light uh, have lost about $9 billion in market value. Bud Light sales have dropped about 40% or more in some regions in the country. Uh, there are entire communities that refused to buy Bud Light and other Anheuser-Busch products, all right? Uh, Bud Light lost its ass here, and it continues to lose its ass. But they're not the only one, folks. Target is currently losing its ass, all right? And what Target was doing is a hell of a lot worse than putting some fake-ass woman's face on a can of beer. Let me tell you that. Here's what's going on with Target. In an online article, uh, Forbes Online, Connor Murray, who is, uh, as, he, as he characterizes himself, he's an explainer and a trends reporter for Forbes Online. Uh, he writes, Target is the latest company to face an onslaught of criticism for its LBGTQ Pride product line, some of which is due to viral misinformation. Now, that's horseshit. And I'm going to tell you why. Uh, there was a swimsuit, okay, that that featured a tuck-friendly option for guys, okay, that, that want to be transgender women, uh, and want to wear women's bathing suits, uh, but they want to appear as an anatomically correct woman, okay. This was in various stores, okay, uh, and in these various stores, uh, these swimsuits were located in sections that were devoted entirely to the LGBTQ trans uh, clothing line. Uh, near children's clothing. But the thing that outraged people wasn't just a tuck-friendly swimsuit, okay? It was the fact that there were these clothing pieces for children that promoted the queer lifestyles and the trans lifestyle. Uh, And it was near children's clothing, or right, right at children's clothing. The left tried to focus in on one aspect of the outrage and attempted to accuse conservatives of lying about the whole thing, all right? People were telling the truth, as you will hear in a moment, Okay, Uh, but this led to the retailer to pull some of its products, generating further outrage from the LBGTQ supporters who feel that Target wrongly caved to right-wing backlash. Target announced it would remove some items from its Pride Month line after online criticism, uh, threats, and violent confrontations from angry customers that it says is impacting our, teams, our team members' sense of safety and well-being while at work. Target unveiled this year's Pride products in early May, including this tuck-friendly swimsuit for transgender women, and that sparked fierce backlash from right, right-wing critics. Now, this swimsuit was featured in several viral videos from outraged conservatives uh, that he writes, falsely claim the item is marketed towards children when Target only offers his swimsuit in adult sizes. Like I said, this is, this is a misleading statement, folks. Okay, There are young boys' clothing that absolutely zeros in on the trans lifestyle and the promotion of it for young boys. Again, you're going to hear about this in a minute from none other than Brett Cooper of the Daily Wire's comments section. Uh, Brett Cooper, who... Uh, rivals my favorite podcasters, Liz Wheeler and Ben Shapiro. Uh, she ain't fucking around, folks. All right? This stuff is out there. All right? And it's definitely zeroing in on our kids. And people have had enough of it. So, moving right along here. Uh, he writes, Target also faced right-wing backlash for partnering with British clothing brand, Apralin, uh whose other designs invoke Satan including one shirt that states, Satan respects pronouns, which the, which the designer stated is not inspired by a belief in Satan, but rather uses him as a symbol of passion, pride, and liberty. Well, let me tell you something, buddy. Um, that's horseshit. I, I, I personally believe that that's a horse shit statement to make. Not inspired by a belief in Satan? Well, I'm going to tell you what. You may not believe in Satan, per se, um, but you believe in that movement. All right. And, uh, whether you know it or not, you may not believe in Satan, but Satan believes in you moving like the wind here, folks, uh, Connor, uh, continues to write the company reportedly removed items designed by a prolin from its online store and a search for a prawlin now yields zero results. Good. In a video targeting numerous brands for their LBGTQ-inclusive marketing strategy, strategies, including Starbucks and Adidas, right-wing pundit Ben Shapiro criticized Target based on the now debunked claim that the tuck-friendly swimsuits were for children. You'll notice that, they, it, that this guy and a lot of others have zeroed in on this swimsuit thing and whether or not it was for kids. Like I said, stand by, folks. Graham Allen, who is the host of the conservative podcast uh, Dear America, posted several viral tweets urging his nearly 300,000 followers to boycott Target. In one tweet, he captioned, Target does not deserve our business. He also tweeted a TikTok video of an angered customer showing how extensive Target's pride line is, particularly criticizing the children's section. Now, Target annually generates memes and social media attention among the LBGTQ community for its deliberately campy pride line, which this year features a live-laugh lesbian shirt. All right? Kind of a, a kind of a takeoff from Hobby Lobby, live, laugh, and love. All right? Uh, but, uh, but anyway, apparently this pride line at Target features the live-laugh lesbian shirt, a bright green mug labeled gender fluid, and a cheers queers glass. Now, this, this is what this guy uh, lists as some of the uh, products that are for sale in Target for, for Pride Month. You'll notice that he doesn't talk about any of the things that regular, down-on-the-ground Americans are talking about in terms of what they are seeing that's being sold in Target. But don't take my word for it, folks. Uh, let's listen to some of these... Uh, Let's listen to some of these videos uh, from Brett Cooper and others and uh, some of the reactions uh, that we're getting down here on the ground in the good old USA.
4: Pride month has become pride life. That's where we are right now, especially at Target. And that is gonna be the main focus of today's episode. I'm sure you guys have all seen pictures from their pride collection that is already in stores, even though it's May. But if you have not seen it, here's a quick video. Morgan from Deep USA posted this, it went viral. It's all over my Twitter right now. So we're gonna watch her video.
0: Here at Target, because I heard that their new pride collection was out. So let's take a look. This is a special swimsuit. It is invented for tucking. Live, laugh, lesbian. Are they amoebas? These don't even look like people. Queer, queer. This right here. These are baby clothes. They say that grooming isn't happening, then why are there pride baby Raising ones? queer Trans babies. Trans people will always exist. This is the ugliest shirt I've ever seen. I don't care if you're queer. Why would you wear this? This is ugly. Kids go into a, a pride parade. You get a little pride skirt for your kid. Super queer. It's like a it's like a superpower. Honestly, Target, what is going on? This is pretty disgusting.
4: The new item that Target rolled out, you saw in the video. Every year, they get a little bigger. Every year, they start making more kids' items. This one seems... Bigger than previous years by a long shot. And they also rolled out that new item that Morgan talked about, the tucking bathing suits. Gaze Against Groomers posted about it and said, Did you know that Target also sells tuck friendly bathing suits for children in the pride section? Well, now you do. You can see a close up on the tag here that was in the video. Tuck friendly construction, extra crotch coverage. Excellent. That's what every girl wants. (laughs) Room for a penis in her swimsuit. Now, they also hired an actual Satanist to design part of the collection. And I am not shitting you. I'm not clutching my pearls here going, Oh my God, no. It's, like, it's an actual Satanist. They're even more Satanist than Sam Smith. But here is a post from the designer on the brand's Instagram. I believe this person was born a woman. I will leave it at that. But anyway, here is a post talking about some of the brand's designs. I'm going to hone in on this one part. Satan loves you and respects who you are. You are important and valuable in this world, and you deserve to treat yourself with love and respect. LGBT plus people are so often referred to as being a product of Satan or going against God's will. So fine, we'll hang with Satan instead. Satanists don't believe in Satan. He's merely used as a symbol of passion, pride, and liberty. He means to you what you mean to him so for me Satan is hope compassion equality and love this is not a parody they're actually writing this so naturally Satan respects pronouns he loves all LGBT plus people I want the variation of Baphomet for this design a deity who themselves is a mixture of genders beings ideas and existences they reject binary stereotypes and expectations perfect now let's go back up to that photo if you guys did not see what's on it Satan respects pronouns that is a shirt that they designed. Let's remember that username. I don't know how to pronounce A Prowlin? I think it's a Prowlin. But anyway, here are some of the products from Target's website. Pride of Prowlin. We Belong Everywhere Messenger Bag. Pride of Prowlin Too Queer For Here. Pride of Prowlin Cure Transphobia Sweatshirt. But moving on, Liz Wheeler, who I adore, she's a wonderful person, posted something that ruffled a lot of leftist feathers. She said, I will never ever shop at Target. They are targeting our children, chest finders, tucking underwear, evil, pure evil. We cannot allow businesses that mutilate and destroy children to survive, but light them. And this account, Midas' Touch said, new outrage just dropped. And listen to these replies. She's lying. They don't sell chest binders or tucking underwear. They sell shirts, accessories with pride messaging. Pathetic to fabricate and feign outrage. Target should sue. Lies. I have not seen those at Target. But they do sell pride items and clothing. So per MAGA Republicans protocol. Make the MAGA lie so big no one questions a lie. Just mindlessly do as told. Maybe Target will sue her or people send in photos showing that it's a lie. Okay, I'll send in photos. Bell showing that it's actually true. Tomboy X, tucking, hiding, bikini, underwear, gaff shaping bottoms. And then this one, Tomboy X, compression top, full coverage, medium support top. Now people might be saying, but Brett, it's just a compression top. It's like a a tight sports bra. It's It's not a chest binder. Here's the product on the original company's website. Tomboy X, gender euphoria made just for you there's the bra racer back compression and then on target's website at the bottom of the description this compression top is a more comfortable alternative to the traditional chest binder and is perfect for people who need sports bras i mean guys this is the classic no it's not happening you're lying and then when they get caught well it's good it's happening it's good that this thing that you know really isn't happening is happening it's like the gender ideology in schools where it is happening we have evidence that it's happening But people on the other side of the aisle go, no, 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 it's not happening. And then when their hands are pulled from their eyes, well, it's actually a good thing that it's happening. Pick which one it is. You have all of the evidence in front of you. You are intentionally turning a blind eye because it's easier than confronting the truth. You're not being consistent whatsoever. In line with this, somebody commented and said, I'm actually disappointed that it's not true it is true you just didn't take five seconds to look it up some people need these and don't have the ability to shop online and then people were you know posting photos of the tucking underwear and the tucking swimsuits and the chest binder saying hey it actually is happening and these people were immediately flipping on their head going oh this is so amazing people without credit cards can go in and buy these like okay like no one needs these chest binders tucking underwear pride tucking swimsuits target is pandering to a mob they are confusing children they are getting worse every single year and it's absurd and it's not even june we're supposed to expect this in june but now we get it every single month of the year it's like please stop i'm done if that doesn't give you a reason to boycott target i don't know what does but this out of hand they're targeting children whether you like it or not and it's time that people actually do something about it section this is literally the kids section i'm next to a literal onesie that says whatever the hell that means we have glad you came out and i'm so happy that you're queer in the kids section are you kidding me I'm sorry, but pride and toddler don't belong in the same sentence. So I found an extra small swimsuit in the child section. It says light binding effect on it. And then the bottoms in the kids section, keep in mind, say tuck-friendly construction. They're giving it to your kids.
1: So it's happening, okay? And it's been happening, all right? Little by little, they, they, they increase... Uh or raise the stakes so to speak target has supported the lbgtq pride agenda and specifically the trans agenda For a long time now Now you'll remember the bathroom controversy here in north carolina whereby Target had made it possible for trans women men who pretend to be women Uh to use the same bathroom as little girls and real women which of course Led to public outrage and an effort to outlaw that that garbage Okay North Carolina was thrust into the national spotlight in March of 2016 over House Bill 2, which prevented transgender people in the state from using bathrooms that aligned with their gender identity. The so-called bathroom bill sparked a nationwide backlash that wreaked havoc on North Carolina, causing far-reaching political and economic damage in the state. Democrats and Republicans in North Carolina uh, were eager to find a solution to put that thing to rest. The result was House Bill 142 passed in March of 2017, almost exactly a year after HB2. Okay. But the new law stopped short of a full repeal. Okay. You'll remember all that garbage, right? Now, you're going to play some hell trying to find the actual videos on the tube of you that completely show what we're talking about here. But they're there, and you can find them. Okay. Uh, Target's not new to the woke game and the trans agenda, and the whole pride controversy. Okay? Now, after after the Bud Light boycott, <laughs> Target just went about its usual business and then said, hey, Bud Light, hold my beer, and stepped up their game and began showcasing front and center the trans clothing line that included kids' clothing. All right? People were proving that it's happening. You heard it. All right? You can see it on the tube of you. Uh, and they've had enough of this effort to normalize the effort to indoctrinate their kids and to indoctrinate the country all right to force acceptance of this lifestyle all right uh now you've heard some of the outrage on all of this uh and you may have even seen some videos of people in target who've loudly called target out for what they're doing uh there's even a few videos of people out there who who uh Uh, see the target trans and queer clothing displays for kids uh, and they have trashed those displays. Right. Uh, And of course, you know, the left has gone completely apoplectic about the whole thing. Uh, You know, they, they consider any kind of protest or speech against the trans movement and the leftist cause to be violence. All right. Uh, They once again, accuse conservatives of committing so-called violence and even making death threats. You know, every time I hear the left talk about how they get death threats from the right, I have yet to actually see uh, proof of it. Where's the evidence of it? I mean, sure, it may be happening, uh, but I've yet to see it. And yet we consistently see the left actually making death threats and committing acts of violence against conservatives or people who are vocal against the leftist cause. We see that all the time. All right. Uh, they consistently accuse the conservatives of saying or doing the very thing they themselves are actually doing, as evidenced in news reports and video. Okay, But here's a reaction to Charlie Kirk, who's another conservative influencer and podcaster, who's calling for the continued boycotts against Target. Okay, This, this reaction to Charlie Kirk uh, is by none other than your favorite leftist morons with the Young Turks.
3: We need to go after Target in a very serious way. It is time for decent, ordinary Americans who do not believe in radical ideas in either direction to just say, I will not allow my kids to be corrupted by this trans agenda.
5: Just like the unhinged jihadist he liked to fearmonger about, Charlie Kirk and other far right conservatives are going after Target because they disagree with the merchandise being sold in celebration of pride. Let's see what else he has to say.
3: And it looks Target is our, it looks like they're caving. They say they're putting the clothes in the back. I don't want. I want Target to go bankrupt. I want them to close. I want Chapter Eleven. Okay, somebody well, else can buy them up. No, be conservative because well, it's gonna be a bunch of empty buildings. Yeah, no, I want them to go Chapter Eleven. People say, what does success look like? Chapter Eleven. Okay, I want. I want skull and bones all the way down to the the the, the absolute nails of the. Stores. that's the only thing they understand is force, pain is a teacher.
5: Now, conservatives have an interesting strategy in getting various corporations to heal and give into what they demand. In this case, it has to do with anything that seems to support the LGBTQ community. And unfortunately, this has already led to individuals going into Target stores and causing some damage, which is why, Target has made some decisions already that appears that they're ceding ground to what Republicans want. Target said it was concerned about threats impacting our team members sense of safety and well being while at work after some customers had screamed at employees and thrown the pride themed merchandise on the floor. So I bring you unfortunately, 24 year old Ethan Schmidt, who takes the rhetoric that you just heard from Charlie Kirk. And basically incites violence. He brings up the ante, and you're about to hear what I'm referring to. We're going to hear from him, and then we're going to show you what he did at a Target store, I believe, in Arizona.
6: We're giving you a heads up that you know we're we'll be coming after you hard, hard. You know, I've already exposed you guys pretty good, but you know this is going to be next level stuff. So, Christ you know. wins, LGBT loses. Yeah. You know, I also like to hunt LGBT supporters on, on my free time. Uh, that's one of my favorite pastimes, you know. We're also, yeah, we're going to be going on hunting expeditions pretty soon. You know, hunting the LGBT supporters across Arizona and Phoenix. So, you know, keep, keep an eye out
1: for that because, uh, you know, you're not safe.
5: But I would venture to say that people aren't safe uh, when this guy's around. Here's an example of uh, what he did at a Target store in Arizona.
1: Now, what uh, what they show in the video is uh, one of these guys uh, knocking over the, the, the Pride display sign and the kids display sign, kids clothing and other clothing for Pride and trans. Uh, he's knocking it over and he steps on it. This is the so-called violence.
5: Now Target has uh, already made some decisions about the merchandise. Uh, Some of the merchandise they're moving from the front of the store to the back of the store. There will also be some items that they will no longer sell as a result of this, and they're citing concerns about the safety of their employees. I've got more details on this, but Cenk, I wanted to get your uh, thoughts first.
7: Guys, this is really bad. Uh, So these are vigilantes and, uh, and they're telling you, you just saw it on video. We're going to hunt you down. You should not feel safe. What are people in the LGBTQ community supposed to think? How are they not supposed to panic over that? How are they not supposed to defend themselves over that? So now when you got people talking about defending themselves against these kind of vigilante thugs, we're going to have chaos soon. This is going to be really, really bad. You see there's no check on them. There's no cops, there's no nothing. Nobody ever gets arrested, right? So they just keep bullying everybody bullying 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 and they're filled with hatred if you're a republican and you don't like that you got a funny way of showing it so when you you know how consistent we are there was a deranged person on on the so-called left earlier this week that went after a reporter with a machete and we said it was totally unacceptable and that they are not part of us right and they like uh, did you know physical force against uh, these guys who, who were anti-choice in the, on their campus, et cetera? Students, and we spoke yeah. out against it, right? Republicans, where are you? Nobody's reining these guys in.
5: No, that's exactly right. I mean, that's that's part of the problem. I mean, you'll see some. I guess at this point they would be considered moderate Republicans pushing back against this on Twitter. But other than that, I mean, they're they're getting encouraged by people like Charlie Kirk, people who like Matt Walsh, right? And there's also this issue of misinformation in regard to what Target is selling in the first place.
1: No, 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 there's not misinformation. It's all there. We've seen it. All right, and I've already explained the whole swimsuit thing. That's that's the thing that she starts to get into. All right, about whether or not these these clothing lines are targeting children and whatnot. Uh, they are. They are absolutely targeting the children. Target is making a target of our children. That's a fact. Period. The trans movement has targeted our children in our schools. On social media. In our public squares. We've seen the evidence of that. You know, Sank Ugar asks, you know, what are the LGBTQ people supposed to think about all that? About this video and about what's being said on this video. How are they not supposed to defend themselves from vigilante thugs? He says Republicans are filled with hatred. So much hatred apparently, that knocking over a sign in Target is the same as a leftist college teacher holding a machete to a reporter's neck, which Ugar says that they condemned. All right? They condemned that. Yeah, sure, it's easy to, 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 to condemn. Right? Holding a machete to a reporter's neck like that college teacher did? Is that the same as saying, you know, whether it's hyperbole or not, all right, Uh, that the trans movement uh, is going to be hunted and then the evidence of, of their hunting is going into a Target store and knocking over a sign, that's the same as holding a machete to somebody's neck? What an idiot. Anna Kasparian says, you know, that there's been some moderate Republican pushback against violence and vigilantism, all right, Yeah. Consistently, the conservatives push back against acts of violence. And all too often, you hear dead silence from the left. All right. But Ugar says that the Republican Party and the conservatives are filled with all the hate. And, you know, the hunt them down comment is so egregious that the trans LBGTQ community, you know, they got to defend themselves. All right. You have others out there uh, who are saying that trans people are the target of genocide. And how are they supposed to defend themselves against it? Oh, I don't know. I don't know, guys. Shank Ugar. You know, we were asking that very same question all of 2020 when BLM racists torched our towns and cities and beat, beat people up on the streets. You know, we've been asking that question, you know, when we watch people like Riley Gaines get assaulted on college campuses and held for three hours until police have to come to safely escort her out of the area. You know, we were asking the same question when Billboard Chris, Chris Elston, you know, the father of two daughters who uh, protests chemical castration of kids was beaten up in the presence of police and nothing was done. We've asked the same questions. We were asking that same question when a trans boy, a girl that wanted to be a guy, shot up a Christian school in Nashville and killed six people. We were asking that question, you know, uh, about the Colorado Springs shooter, the Denver shooter, the Aberdeen shooter. We've been asking the question. So don't try to make it like conservatives are the sole perpetrators of this mass violence and that the trans movement is a victim of consistent violence from the right because they're not. Now, have there been instances of violence against trans or gay people? Yep, I'm sure there has been. In fact, I can think of one right now, a long time ago in in Texas. I can think of going all the way back. Uh, But we don't condone acts of violence against other human beings, Nor is it a scourge perpetrated by conservatives. But there are a hell of a lot of videos and more evidence of leftists, whether it be trans or not, committing acts of violence against conservatives and, you know, trans people threatening violence and committing acts of violence against Christians and against the people who oppose the trans movement. What are decent regular people supposed to do in the face of that? You know, I'd like to know, you know, what we're supposed to do about uh, trans movement's Day of Vengeance and calls for Days of Vengeance. I'd like to know what we're supposed to do about that. Got any answers for that, Shank Ugar? The fact of the matter is this. The trans movement is, quite frankly, a fascist movement now. All right. And it's tied to all these other groups who are, in fact, fascist. There are people who say and do all sorts of things that we don't advocate for. But to suggest that Matt Walsh and Charlie Kirk and others on the conservative side are encouraging mass violence against the trans community, that's a complete lie. To suggest that we're suggesting mass violence against the LGBTQ community is a lie. Especially when you have on your side Maxine Waters, Ilhan Omar, and others of the squad, and others on the left, who have called for violence and confrontations with conservatives. This is what I'm talking about, folks. The evidence is plain to see. Target is targeting your kids. The trans community is targeting your kids. And that's a fact. And people have had enough of it. And so they are responding. Since Target uh did what it did and the outrage uh started to take root all right uh in a fox business report target loses nine billion amid pride merchandising controversy target stock is experiencing its worst six-day stretch since the six days ending may 25th 2022 Target stock value is taking a hit, leaving shareholders in the lurch as controversy continues to swirl over its pride merchandising plans as first reported by Fox News Digital. Shares slipped another 1.6% on Thursday and have dropped more than 12.6% since the furor erupted a week ago Wednesday as tracked by Dow Jones Market Data Group. That amounts to $9.3 billion in lost market value. Shares have fallen for six consecutive days over that period. Their longest losing streak since December of 2022. And the worst six-day stretch since the six days ending on May 25th, 2022, when shares fell uh, approximately 30%. A Target uh, spokesperson uh, is quoted as saying, For more than a decade, Target has offered an assortment of products aimed at celebrating Pride Month. Since introducing this year's collection, we've experienced threats impacting our team members' sense of safety and well-being while at work. Given these volatile circumstances, we are making adjustments to our plans, including removing items that have been at the center of the most significant confrontational behavior. Our focus now is on moving forward with our continuing commitment to the LGBTQIA plus community and standing with them as we celebrate Pride Month and throughout the year. Adding fuel to the fire, the retailer's gay pride collection has been linked to a controversial designer, Eric Carnell, who's an outspoken Satanist, whose brand features occult imagery and messages like Satan respects pronouns on brand apparel. He's also known for aggressive messaging and phrases including burn down the system. C-I-S-T-E-M system. Burn down the system. Hmm. Hey, Jenk Ugar, uh, what are we supposed to do about that? How are we supposed to fight fight against that? You got any answers for that one? No. He's also been uh, his, his designs also been featured on the website, uh, along with uh, one design that says "homophobe headrest" with an image of a guillotine. Hey, Cenk Ugar. How are we supposed to defend ourselves against that? Eric Carnell, uh, who's a designer for a uh, is um, quoted as saying that Satan represents passion, pride, and liberty, and loves all LBGT plus people. Now, it's also uh, written in this article that, um, they, you know, they, they talk about the Anheuser-Busch, Bud Light uh, boycott. Uh, since March 30th through May 25th, the Bud Light parent company has lost $18.8 billion in market value, with shares down more than 14%. Wow, it's even worse than I thought. Now, with Memorial Day weekend approaching, the company is attempting to uh, do more damage control, all right? Uh, Budweiser has been trying to walk things back and to distance itself from, uh, you know, the people that... Gave the green light to Dylan Mulvaney's face being on a can of beer. All right. It's not working. But light, like I said, lost its ass. Target is losing its ass. North Face is fucking around and getting ready to find out. All right. There's a a bunch of companies out there that are fixing to find out. All right. Because people ain't having this shit no more. Especially when it goes, uh, you know, when it targets their kids. And that's precisely what's going on. You can say that it's not targeting your kids all you want or targeting the kids. But it is. And that's a fact. And people recognize that. Good Lord, that was a lot to cram in about an hour, wasn't it? Uh, I could have gone on a few tangents here, but um, but I'll say this. If you haven't heard my other episodes regarding this issue and related topics, where I really get into the issue, uh, check out Veterans, Shooters, and Donald Trump in episode 23. Uh, season 2, episode 8, Standing Between the Drag Queen and Your Kids. Uh, season 2, episode 4, What is a Woman? A Man's Perspective. Hell, just go to the site, folks. Just go to Spotify, Google Podcasts, uh, Podbean, Podcast Addict. uh, Anywhere you listen to podcasts, I'm sure you'll be able to find me. The Last Stand with Wild Bill. All right. So uh, here in the next half hour, I'm going to wrap things up uh, for this episode. But first, let's just take a minute to digest everything that we've just talked about Um, (laughs) after the break. Uh, I want to convey you some personal thoughts uh, and clarify some things about this whole thing. All right. Uh, And then we'll close up shop for the day. All right. So um, don't go away, folks. I'm going to be right back.
2: fellow citizens. In America's cities and towns today, flags will be placed on graves and cemeteries. Public officials will speak of the sacrifice and the valor of those whose memory we honor. In 1863, when he dedicated a small cemetery in Pennsylvania marking a terrible collision between the armies of North and South. Abraham Lincoln noted the swift obscurity of such speeches. But we know now that Lincoln was wrong about that particular occasion. His remarks commemorating those who gave their last full measure of devotion were long remembered. But since that moment at Gettysburg, few other such addresses have become part of our national heritage. Not because of the inadequacy of the speakers, but because of the inadequacy of words. I have no illusions about what little I can add now to the silent testimony of those who gave their lives willingly for their country. For the sight before us is that of a strong and good nation that stands in silence and remembers those who were loved and who in return loved their countrymen enough to die for them. Yet we must try to honor them, not for their sakes alone, but for our own. And if words cannot repay the debt we owe these men, surely with our actions, we must strive to keep faith with them and with a vision that led them to battle and a final sacrifice. Our first obligation to them and ourselves is plain enough. The United States and the freedom for which it stands, the freedom for which they died, must endure and prosper. Their lives remind us that freedom is not bought cheaply. It has a cost it imposes a burden. And just as they whom we commemorate were willing to sacrifice, so too must we, in a less final, less heroic way, be willing to give of ourselves. It is this, beyond the controversy and the congressional debate, beyond the blizzard of budget numbers and the complexity of modern weapons systems that motivates us in our search for security and peace. War will not come again, Other young men will not have to die if we will speak honestly of the dangers that confront us and remain strong enough to meet those dangers. It's not just strength or courage that we need, but understanding and a measure of wisdom as well. We must be wise enough about ourselves to listen to our allies, to work with them, to build and strengthen the bonds between us. Our understanding must also extend to potential adversaries. We must strive to speak of them, not belligerently, but firmly and frankly. And that's why we must never fail to note, as frequently as necessary, the true, the wide gulf between our codes of morality. And that's why we must never hesitate to acknowledge the irrefutable difference between our view of man as master of the state and their view of man as servant of the state. Nor must we ever underestimate the seriousness of their aspirations to global expansion. The risk is the very freedom that has been so dearly won. Our goal is peace. We can gain that peace by strengthening our alliances, by speaking candidly of the dangers before us, by assuring potential adversaries of our seriousness, by actively pursuing every chance of honest and fruitful negotiation. It is with these goals in mind, and it's altogether fitting, that we have this moment to reflect on the price of freedom and those who have so willingly paid it. For however important the matters of state before us this next week, they must not disturb the solemnity of this occasion, nor must they delude our sense of reverence and the silent gratitude we hold for those who are buried here. The willingness of some to give their lives so that others might live never fails to evoke in us a sense of wonder and mystery. One gets that feeling here on this hallowed ground, and I have known that same poignant feeling as I looked out across the rows of white crosses and Stars of David in Europe, in the Philippines, and the military cemeteries here in our own land. Each one marks the resting place of an American hero. And in my lifetime, the heroes of World War I, the Doughboys, the GIs of World War II, or Korea, or Vietnam. They span several generations of young Americans, all different and yet all alike, like the markers above their resting places, all alike in a truly meaningful way. Winston Churchill said of those he knew in World War II, they seemed to be the only young men who could laugh and fight at the same time. A great general in that war called them our secret weapon, just the best darn kids in the world. Each died for a cause he considered more important than his own life. Well, they didn't volunteer to die. They volunteered to defend values for which men have always been willing to die if need be. The values which make up what we call civilization. And how they must have wished in all the ugliness that war brings, that no other generation of young men to follow would have to undergo that same experience. As we honor their memory today, let us pledge that their lives, their sacrifices, their valor shall be justified and remembered for as long as God gives life to this nation. And let us also pledge to do our utmost to carry out what must have been their wish that no other generation of young men will ever have to share their experiences and repeat their sacrifice. Earlier today, with the music that we have heard and that of our national anthem, I can't claim to know the words of all the national anthems in the world, but I don't know of any other that ends with a question and a challenge as ours does. Does that flag still wave or the land of the free and the home of the brave?
1: My God, that's powerful. I'm speechless every time I hear that. If you know, you know, folks. But if you don't know, that, my friends, was one of the greatest men and one of the most consequential presidents in the history of this country, the 40th president of these United States, Ronald Reagan. And his words ring true today, just as much today as they did in the 1980s. I don't know what schools are teaching kids these days about, you know, our recent presidents, but they would do well to spend a little time on President Ronald Reagan. Of course, schools these days give little notice to men like President Reagan, you know, choosing instead in so many places to place premiums on pronouns. Jesus. Welcome back to the show, folks, and welcome back to the last segment of The Last Stand with You Know Who of the You Know Who fame. I'm going to tell you, folks. It's been a challenge to keep this episode under an hour and a half, but uh, but I'm going to do it, okay? Because as you know, I'm a man of my word. I'm a man of my word. <laughs> so, what are we talking about? We've been talking about. The people's response to woke corporations pushing this transgender agenda, um, pushing back against the messages and objectives of the transgender movement, okay? And the boycotts that the people have undertaken in order to send their own message to the left, which is, we've had enough, all right? Uh, We talked about how Target really crossed the line here uh, this year, much in the same ways that our schools crossed the line, all right? And so the people targeted... Target and not only protested in person uh, in their stores, demonstrating what it is that they're outraged about uh, in terms of their products, but we also withdrew our patronage and our dollars from those stores. All right, we withdrew our support, our financial support to the tune of nine billion bucks. The American people, the overwhelming majority of American people, have finally had enough of the indoctrination. Uh, the lies of the transgender movement and have had it with regard to the movement's focus on the children. Now, it doesn't stop with Bud Light or Target, folks. All right. And I think we're going to see, you know, more action of this kind. You know, the more that businesses go woke, uh, the more that they're going to go broke. Okay. Uh, You know, one by one, these companies are coming out in support of this transgender movement and uh, people have had enough of it. All right. Oh, by the way, school boards, teachers unions, teachers out there who also promote this transgender indoctrination and push it in our schools. Don't worry, cupcakes. We haven't forgotten about you. We're going to get back to you in a minute. All right. Now, the boycott of Bud Light proved to be the biggest and most successful boycott in America. Uh, Target is, you know, fast learning that lesson. All right. Uh, I, like I said, I didn't even dig into the uh, L.A. Dodgers bullshit. All right. Not yet anyway. But, uh, you know, like I said, the American said, you know, to Bud Light, keep your beer. We're going to replace you. All right. That, that's that's what happened. Uh, and now they, they are in the tank, folks. Now, let's keep that same energy for the next presidential election, folks. All right. I hope we can keep that energy and keep this issue in mind when we go to vote for 2024. All right. It's time to Bud Light boycott a lot of these leftist politicians who support anti-American groups anti-American doctrine, you know, the whole shebang. Don't you forget it, folks. All right. Don't you forget it because the election is coming fast. Now, in light of everything that I've said today, I got one more thing I want to say. All right. I got one more thing I want to make clear here. All right. If you hear anything I say, hear this. In this country, everyone is equal under the law. All right. There are no special laws for special groups of people. At least that's what, you know, what it's supposed to be, all right? But in reality, you know, this is the kind of thing that your government and these corporations, that's exactly what they're doing. They're, they're, they're creating special rules and special laws for special groups of people, okay? Now, the choices of, of, of individuals uh, in lifestyle and relationships should not be the things that we must be forced to accept in our schools, in our public squares, all right, Uh, you know, we shouldn't be forced to accept this by virtue of legislation and law, okay? If someone wants to truly believe that men can be women and women can be men, yeah, sure, they have that right. But we shouldn't service that right by eradicating the truth under the color of law, and we shouldn't push it onto our children at ages where they simply don't have the maturity to discern or defend against that ideology, okay? We should push back on every anti-American movement and every anti-truth agenda that we possibly can. Okay? And when the opposition shoves back, we shouldn't shrink from the moment. All right? We should engage. And if it takes a boycott to demonstrate our resolve, then so be it. All right? Now, of course, you know, the left is going to call this all violence. Okay? But don't be deterred, folks. You keep this up. You keep doing what you're doing. You are making a difference. Now, I also want to say, um, you know, if a company wants to support the LBGTQ movement, uh, yeah, they have that right in this country, all right? But we have the right to withdraw from that company, and we should. Now, this isn't to say that we shouldn't, you know, engage respectfully with those in the LBGTQ community, all right? Everyone deserves respect until... They no longer deserve respect, all right? Now, look, I've had this conversation with quite a few people, all right? Everybody knows where I freaking stand on this issue, all right? Um, I, I met a, a, a woman while I was out of state um, who happens to be gay, and her and I talked for quite some time about this issue and uh, about other issues. And I want to tell you, um, I consider her to be a new and lifelong friend now. All right. We may disagree about, you know, other things, um, but I consider her to be a really close friend now. All right. Another guy I know through the Book of Face, I never met him personally. Uh, another guy who happens to be gay is actively engaged in what I would call activities to defend our communities and children and schools from the transgender agenda. Okay. Uh, specifically, the drag queens and the drag queen shows who. Uh, you know, that, that, that try to involve children in this whole thing. All right. And I'm going to tell you something, uh, that guy, uh, and I'm not going to name these people. I don't want to embarrass them. Um, uh, you know, may, maybe we'll talk about them later in a story, but, uh, this guy has been the target of many in the LBGTQ and trans community in particular. Uh, and those, and, and, and those who support the ideology and agenda, all right. He's been the target of all these people and he's still doing the damn thing. All right. He's still doing the damn thing. He's out there protesting these drag shows. All right. Especially the ones that include uh, or or try to include kids. All right. Uh, He's part of a group called Gays Against Groomers. Um, And I don't know how big of a group that is in North Carolina. It's recently I I think it's a recent group. Um, But uh, but, you know, I, I can I would consider this guy an ally. All right. And the guy that I'm talking about here, you know, he puts his money on the table each and every day. He's out there. Like I said, he's doing the damn thing. All right. He's actively engaged in trying to protect children from these destructive evil agendas. Okay, so I I just want people to know that the point of all this is, you know, look, uh, we recognize that not everybody in the LBGTQ community endorses what others in the LBGTQ community uh endorse. Okay. Uh they're not all in lockstep about this. All right. They don't support, there's a lot of them that don't support this transgressive agenda. All right. So we have to be aware that allies in a cause may be the people that you would least expect, folks. Okay? You know, we may be opponents about other issues, you know, down the line. Uh and certainly we're going to have those discussions. All right, and you're going to know exactly where I freaking stand on all of that. All right, trust me, people do not have to question where I stand on anything. Um, but, you know, and as, as long as those issues don't involve our kids or, you know, hurting our kids, as long as the truth is recognized, uh, then we have that in common, folks. All right, we have that in common as Americans. Anything that seeks to undermine our lives uh, and our kids' lives anything that seeks to undermine uh, the principles of this republic, that's when we fight to ensure that truth and American principle and decency prevail. Okay? Now, people ain't having this shit no more. Okay? These corporations, they think they're going to force you into submission. All right? They think that they have the market. All right? Because of the products that you need. And, And by virtue of all of that, they think they own you here. All right. They think that they can kill the truth and breathe life into any lie that they choose all for the buck. All right. Uh, and you have to accept anything and everything that they're pushing because you need products. Okay. Well, I'm going to tell you, you proved them wrong, folks. You kick their dicks right into the dirt. Okay. In response to the indoctrination that we've been getting for years now, This deviation from absolute truth as it relates to sexuality and gender and, you know, biological science. uh, This movement that propagates lies and seeks to indoctrinate children through story time, through social media, through our school systems, through commerce. Okay. You took a stand against all of that. All right. Like it was your last stand. Right. And you said no more. We will not be forced to accept this without a fight. We will not go silently into the night. And people, you have effected the most successful boycott in American history in defense of the truth and in defense of your children and ultimately in defense of the republic. You have exercised your absolute right to withdraw your support from any of these corporations, all right, any business, any group, any individual that doesn't align with your God-given sense of decency, morality, common sense, And your God-given sense of the truth in any matter over any issue. Okay? And like I said, you haven't stopped at Anheuser-Busch. All right? You continue to send the message to Target, to North Face, to Miller Lite, to the L.A. Dodgers. Okay? The message is we will not anymore capitulate to the lies of the left and their transgender movement. And while these corporations will continue to do business in this country, while they will most likely not go completely out of business, all right, they're going to feel the message that you send. And they're going to feel it right where it hurts, folks. This is the message that you've sent. And I just want to say that I'm proud of what you have accomplished. I completely, fully support your efforts to uphold the truth and to safeguard your children. Your efforts to uphold and safeguard our republic. Now I say we continue the fight. Continue these boycotts of companies that are adverse to American principles and virtues forged in the foundations of your faith. And with the strength and honor that you have shown today, we'll carry this fight into 2024. We'll carry it right into the next election, folks. They will have to pay attention to you. They are paying attention to you. And trust me, you are being heard. And that's all I got to say about that. Well, there you go, folks. We've come to the end of another awe-inspiring episode of The Last Stand Podcast. And uh, true to my word, I shorten my righteous rhetoric for your reception from the Carolina Command Center down on the ground right here in the good old USA. I shortened it to, uh, well, geez, I haven't even reached an hour and a half. I'm at one hour and 17, 18 minutes. <laughs> wow. It was a challenge, folks. It was a real challenge, because there's a lot we could have gotten into. But, uh, but I did it because, as you know, I'm a man of my word. So, uh, that's all I got for today. But uh, don't worry. Dry your eyes. Uh, I'll be back for yet another episode next month, folks. Uh, And trust me, that one's going to go long. Okay? (laughs) Look, there's just too much going on right now. Okay? So it's got to go long. All right? Uh, But as per usual, I'll keep saying what it is that many of you are saying. And I will continue to offer my perspectives as your pissed-off paragon of patriotism. So... Until next time, folks, resist Resist the tyrant, tyrant. tyrant. reject Reject the lies, lies. remove the corrupt, corrupt. corrupt. rebel against tyranny, tyranny. Tyranny. and restore restore the the republic.
6: That I stand by, homie It doesn't mean I'm gangster It doesn't mean I'm country It means that my life is in my hands only I don't have money for security I don't have armed guards that I keep snug around me You don't think I deserve protection like you do And that means you don't give a fuck about me Gated community, that's what you live in Hatred and mutiny, that's what we live in So come down here and hang with us for a minute See if you leave with the same fucking opinion Who's gonna help me out if I get robbed? What if somebody were to beat up my mother? Who's gonna be there to save our lives? You, nah, me motherfucker I'm the only one that's got my back, it's dark Dog. These are not no caps There's cops in Michigan that can't even respond to their calls Cause the cars ain't got no gas Great. Police don't have any fuel You don't know if they'll arrive when you call them. the babies are starving My girlfriend can't find a tampon And yet somehow you and I are the problem somehow. I've never bought a gun Without having my background scanned and approved The only loophole I've seen on a gun Is the one that you put a fucking lanyard through <laughs> It's not true that you can go to the store And just swipe your card and get a Glock and run It's funny, the people that say that shit Have literally never even shot one dumbass. Hey Matthew McConaughey Don Shut the fuck up. Just cause you've murdered people on screen doesn't mean you know shit about guns, you dumb fuck. What? You worried about us? What about all of those violent movies that you played? How about you go talk to Alec Baldwin before you start telling me what to do? Okay, you Valdi? I was horrified by it. That's your hometown, you were born right by it. It probably cuts deep and I hope that it does cause you work in an industry that glorifies violence It's more your fault than it will ever be mine Lord only knows how many crimes that you've influenced throughout your whole career cause I've seen you kill people plenty of time What do you think is gonna cause a shooting? Are you YouTube video of a gun review or a Hollywood murder scene that seems so realistic it looks like it's from the news. So next time that you wanna point your finger with a stupid opinion and chime in with it, remember, it ain't me that they're trying to be like, dog, it's you that they're trying to mimic. I feel way more safe in a place where the people are legally armed If something happens like a mass shooting I have a way less chance of being lethally harmed The criminal is gonna think twice if he knows Everybody has a piece underneath their clothes And Mayor Leifold will probably tell you different But, uh, have you seen Chicago? And no, before you ask I don't wanna be like Canada either And I don't wanna be like Australia I'm sick of everybody using them as a humanity meter There's a reason that they can do whatever they want To their citizens, like, fucking throw them in camps And there's a reason that our government doesn't even try that shit Cause they know that they can not If you don't think for one split second That if we didn't have our second amendment The government wouldn't overstep its boundaries And make us do shit even when we're against it You're out of your mind I don't give a damn where you stand or how or what you vote That's dandy and fine if you trust Uncle Sam But I for one, fucking don't And why would I? What have they done? Give me a reason for me to believe them They wanna trade me a little security In exchange for a big ass piece of my freedom They don't wanna take away guns Cause they care about you And they wanna keep you safe at night They wanna take away guns Cause it's easy to control people If they don't have any way to fight. Hey, buddy,
7: what's your little AR-15 gonna do when the government comes to
6: take it? Well, Ukraine started handing out rifles to all of the citizens when the Russians invaded, so what about that? I thought it wouldn't help. I guarantee that it'd be better than nothing. I hope it never does, but if the day comes, I bet that you're gonna wish that you had something. This is the only country on Earth where the people have real strength. And nowadays, with all the shit going on, it's the only thing that makes me feel safe. If there's anything that I've learned in the past couple years looking back at the pandemic, all of the shit that we have is fragile and it Snap it, any second. Fuck all of the politicians. I don't trust anything they say. Take the word gun out of gun control, and that's all that it is at the end of the day. I don't give a fuck how crazy you think that I look or I sound when I say this shit, but our Second Amendment's the only thing that stands between us and a dictatorship. And as for the kids, I'm not a security expert, so I won't act like one. But I think that if we can send over 50 billion dollars to Ukraine, we could surely spend that much or more or less here in our own country to fortify our schools and make them more secure so that every kid can get an education safe and sound. Place several trained armed guards in every school across America. You know, real men who won't stand by for 45 minutes in the hallway while a shooting unfolds in front of their own eyes.